Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So if you have your Bibles open with me to Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to start there. Do not remember the former things, nor consider it. So many times we get caught up in, well, why didn't it happen? You know, and we can open up a lot of doors for our natural mind or even the enemy to come in and convince us why it didn't happen. Many times it goes from the very beginning with Adam. When God said, Adam, what happened? And the finger came out. It's that woman you gave me. You know, God doesn't want us to blame other people for setbacks in our own lives. Though, maybe the enemy used somebody. But you know, in order for us to move forward, we're going to have to let go of whatever has happened in the past and not even consider it. Well, if it wasn't for so-and-so, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that. Well, you know, it happened, and God is not shocked. God hasn't fallen off his throne saying, ah, I didn't have a plan for that. God didn't say, boy, that caught me off guard. No, God has a plan for you to be an overcomer in this life. And it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. When's now? Can somebody help me with this? Now it shall spring forth. And shall you not know it? In other words, it's gonna, you're, you're going to see it. You're going you're gonna to be a part of it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. You know, I, one of the things I enjoy watching when I watch television, I like to watch things like Discovery and the Learning Channel. And, you know, they tell us that the Mississippi River used to enter into the Gulf in a different location. Well, can you imagine where it used to enter in? I can't, you know. The river changed. Geographically, things have changed. These people who are out watching, or I mean not watching, but mining for gold. You know, Gold Rush used to be one of my favorite programs. But every program, they ended up with gold. And nothing changed. And I began to realize I was watching the same thing over and over and over again just drooling at wishing I could have some of that gold for myself. But anyway, but you know, they found these ancient riverbeds where the gold was deposited, but there's no river there now. So they dig it all up and find these deposits of gold. In other words, the river's changed, and God's saying, you know, I can make a river where there is no river. What he's really saying is I can make a way when there doesn't seem to be a way. It may look impossible to you, it may be impossible for man, but with God, all things are possible. In fact, he's going to do such a great work. The word of God goes on and says, even the beast will honor me, the jackals, the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, this people that I form myself. They shall declare my praise. Well, in studying this out and looking at other translations, I really like what the expanded Bible says here in verse 19. Look at the new thing I'm going to do. You know, when you're looking ahead, 
you're not looking behind. Hello, somebody. When you're looking ahead, you're not looking behind. When you're looking with anticipation for something to be in front of you, you're not looking behind. So the expanded Bible says, look at the new thing I'm going to do. It goes on to say, it's already happening. That's what that word now means. It's already in motion. Tell your neighbor your miracle's in motion. It's already in motion. The very thing that God has for you is in motion. In fact, the truth is, if we read the word correctly, we'll find out that most of the things that we pray about, God's already done. We need to learn how to receive it by faith. But in order to receive it by faith, we need to get to a place that we can believe it's the goodness of God. Now, Vicki stole part of my message today. No surprise about that. She hasn't preached in the last two weeks, and so she needed a little more time today. And we understand that. Gave her plenty of time to prophesy. Wasn't that a wonderful word she gave? Glory to God. I'm glad. I, I, I'm thankful that I can sit back and let her do all the work. Glory to God. But anyway. But... But in all seriousness, you know, I'm glad for God to move the way God moves in this house. You know, I mean, I don't want to go to a church and know, hey, we know what songs we're going to sing. We know what message is going to be preached and we know what's going to happen and we'll be out here in 45 minutes. Not in this house. Don't mean to disappoint anybody, but, you know, and if you need to go, if my message gets a little longer and you need to go, well, then go, but be sure to get on the app, get on the website, and be sure to listen to this message again over and over and over again. Because when you are corporately involved in a church like this, by association, the very thing that God does for us as a corporation, God will do for you as an individual. And I'm telling you, get ready, get ready, because you haven't seen anything yet until you look back in 2024 and say, wow, look what God did in 2023. So he said, it's happening, it's sprouting, it's springing up. Don't you see it? Well, sometimes we can't see it in the natural realm, but we have to see it through the eye of faith. We have to say, you know what, this is what God's word says is beginning to work in my life. I will make a road, a pathway in the desert, wilderness. The return from Babylon is portrayed as a new exodus and rivers and streams in the dry land and desert wasteland. Now, it's no accident, and I don't believe anything in the Word of God is by coincidence, that he says that the return from Babylon is portrayed as a new exodus. We're living in a time and a period where the world has a tremendous influence on our society today. In fact, unfortunately, many churches have allowed the culture to change how they preach, teach, and even share the word of God. But the church shouldn't allow the standards of the world to dictate how the church should be. The church should be setting the standards for the world. Amen. And so this is what this scripture is saying. You know what? There's going to be a change. I'm telling you, there's going to be a flip. There's going to be a turnaround. In fact, it's going to happen so quick for some people, it's going to make their heads swim. Like, how could this be? How could this be? Just like that generation that's 
I'm telling you, there's a generation that's rising up that's going to be so on fire for God that they're going to say, hey, we're going to be that generation that's going to reset the standards for our world. We're coming out of the world, and we're going in to do what God has for our lives. Well, one of the things that God gave us as a word many years ago, and this was when the moment, this was at a time where I had a Gideon moment in my life, because the word came, and it was validated in the word, and that is Isaiah 54. So turn with me to Isaiah 54, and it says, Sing, O barren. You know why we sang there at the end, His goodness is running after me. His goodness is running after me. That was prophetic because all year long, you're going to say, wow, that was the goodness of God. His goodness is following me. His goodness is running after me. And you're going to say it over and over. You're going to wake up one day, and before the day is over, you're going to see and be baptized in the goodness of God. It's just going to happen. God's going to say, I just want to bless you. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. And you're going to be singing this song, or you're going to be saying, man, the goodness of God. You know, probably almost every service from this time forward for the rest of the year, someone's going to say, Pastor, let me tell you about the goodness of God. Well, don't tell me, just me. I like to hear it. But you need to tell other people about the goodness of God because the scripture says it's the goodness of God that leads a person to repentance. Hallelujah. I heard a little ding-ding in my earpiece. Does that mean anything? We're okay? We're good. All right. Well, it's probably a marker saying this is how far you've gone and this is how much longer you have to preach, but I'm going to ignore it. All right. Isaiah 54, chapter 1. Sing, O barren. You're going to be singing. You've not born. Break forth in the singing. You will be. You'll be crying aloud. Not crying sadness, but, but shouting uh, 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 shouts of victory. You have labored. You have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now, you know, the correlation of this, when he says married woman, he's talking about the church, the bride. He's talking about us, you and me. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. You need to underline that. Do not spare. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall. Can somebody help me understand what it means, you shall? You know, when my mom told me, Tom, she didn't say Tom. She said, Thomas Edward, you shall. It meant, it doesn't matter. Before the day is over, I'm going to have to do this. You shall. You shall, it says, expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. You know, the scripture is telling us here that one reason why a lot of people don't step out in faith because they're so concerned about what people will say, what people will think. Well, what if it doesn't come to pass? Well, what if it does? My wife gave a word to somebody who was very close to us, and uh, the word made them mad. They were out of the will of God, and she said, well, you know, you can do this, but it's probably 
It might cost you your life, you know, but I'm believing for the fire of God to come back into your life. Oh, he was called Mr. Fire. And, you know, came to our home, yelled at my wife, pointed their finger and said, I forbid you from ever speaking another word over me again. Of course, they never showed up again. And about three months later, he was found in a coma, almost died. And now, attending a church that has absolutely no fire in it. You know, we can't stop listening to what God's saying to us. We need to open our hearts and open our ears and listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying here. And he said this, and my wife, she could have just, well, what if that word didn't come to pass? Now, that, that, that looked like a strange word, I'm telling you. Now, she didn't give it publicly. You know, she didn't walk up to somebody and say, if you do this thing, you're going to die. But she did tell him, if you do this thing, it may cost you your life privately. Now, you know, that takes a lot of boldness to give somebody a word like that, especially when it's somebody who you're close to, somebody you love, somebody you have mentored in the past in ministry. And so the word of the Lord saying, you're not going to be ashamed. If you'll do what God says to do, you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to be disgraced. For a moment, my wife was shamed. They disgraced her. They yelled at her. They forbade her from ever speaking another word. Well, you know, they quit showing up. That helps. <laughs> but nevertheless, God's saying, you know what? You speak. I dare you to believe bigger than you're believing now. I challenge you to stretch out and to say, I'm going to trust God for greater than I've ever tr I've trusted. Because God said, you need to, because you're going to expand. And you will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. And this is why it's so important. And this is what happens so many times in teachings of faith. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, let me ask you something. What if it does happen? What if God tells you to sow a big seed? And you go, well, what if I don't have any money? Well, what if all of a sudden the harvest comes the next day? Because the word of the Lord that's coming through Brother Jerry Savelle is that this is going to be a year of maximum return. The highest level attainable. I'm taking it. Amen? I'm taking that. How about you? I'm, I'm expanding. But it starts here. The Message Bible says it like this, verses 2 through 4. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out and think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. I mean, we know spiritually Columbia has been abandoned. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. And so as I study sometimes, it's kind of interesting how I'm just prompted 
to just look up certain words. So I looked up the word tents. And one of the meanings is tabernacles. Can we put that word in there and say it one more time? Clear lots of ground for your tabernacle. Think big. Folks, I'm thinking big. Come on now. I'm thinking big. Don't hold back. It's your dwelling place. One of the other meanings means your covering or your home. So this is not just a corporate word for family worship center, but it's a word for you. Enlarge. Where does the enlargement start? Within your own heart. Start seeing and expanding and increasing your vision. 2023 is going to be a year for Family Worship Center of an expanded children's ministry, which includes our academy. We're going to see growth. It's so important that we raise up that next generation to be familiar with God and the move of God. We've got kids who are being taught faith. They lay their hands on their mom and dad when they're sick. And they're standing there waiting for him to get up. I prayed for you. The word says, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Let's go play ball now. That's how they're being taught. And that's the kind of faith that we're going to need for the world to see. The word of God says there's going to come a time where our little ones will lead us. Why? Because they're, you know, they don't have any fear of being disappointed. They have a trust and a reliance on God. And that's why Jesus said we need to have that childlike faith. Trust God like a child does. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Oh, they may take a season. But you know what? The truth is that they may depart from it, but it will never depart from them. No matter what they're doing, if they were taught the word of God, and if they're doing it wrong, they know it's wrong. And they're internally embarrassed by it or ashamed of it. And that's why they put themselves around other people to encourage them to continue to do what they're doing. But they know deep down inside it might be wrong. That seed of God's word in their lives that was planted will not return void. They will come around. That was the prophetic word we got this morning. It may look impossible. Brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, they're coming back. They may be away, but they're coming back because that seed is going to begin to grow and grow and grow. If you knew for a fact they were coming back to your own home, would you increase your house? Would you go get a bigger place to live? Well, folks, I'm here to tell you they're coming back to this home because one of the things that was spoken for us on our 25th anniversary is there's going to be some divine reversals. Amen. Amen. We're going to see growth like we've never seen grow. We're going to see people come in like we've never seen people come in. Are you ready? Is that your favorite seat? Well, you need to get ready to give it up. Or somebody else be sitting there if you come in just a little late. But that's okay because I can see all the love of God just flowing out of you saying, that's all right, if you have my favorite seat, we'll find another place. And besides, we got more chairs that we can put out. Amen? So we're ready for that growth. But I believe that 2023 is going to be a year of expanding our children's ministry here at Family Worship Center. That's the foundation the Lord put on my heart 
That's what God's put in my heart, to focus on increasing our children's ministry. In fact, part of the vision is where the academy is right now, we're going to need that for children's ministry. Well, where are you going to put the academy? I don't know yet. I'm taking steps of faith. I'm trusting God. I'm believing God, you know, and I'll probably know when the money's in the bank. You know, I'll know. Somehow, some way, the word of the Lord that Jerry Savelle gave us is there are people who know of us that have never given to us, people of means who are going to come and like what we're doing and start giving to this house. I believe in God. I'm stretching out in my mind, in my soul. I'm trusting the Lord. How many of you would like to be that person of means? You know, I saw that the uh, big jackpot, what's that called, the lottery? $765 million. I tell you what, if you buy me a ticket and I win, I'll give you half. But you know what? Why not you? I'm not endorsing anybody to go out and play the lottery, but why not? You know, it could, could it be you? Could you be that person? Why not you? You say, well, you know, don't say, well, how could God do that for me? Just say, you know what? I make myself available to be a candidate for God to use me that way. Amen? So the expanded Bible says it like this in Proverbs 22, 6. Train children to live the right way. How many of you know the world's training our children to live the wrong way? Train children to live the right way in their or his path. Referring either to children of God, and when they are old, they will not stray or depart from it. We need to have a greater influence on our children. You know, one of the things that God spoke over this house I'm going to share it here real quick. Pastor Bob said this the last time he was here. More and more this church will be visible. More and more the city will see. More and more this city will know. More and more testimonies will come. More and more signs, wonders, and miracles will break forth on every hand, saith the Lord. I believe that. I'm receiving that. Brother Jerry Savelle said it like this. God's blessing you in this church. They will desire to join themselves to you so they too can learn through you the ways of God and learn the life of faith, not just acts of faith. Your influence in this community is going to increase tremendously. Two different men, two different times. Sounds like the same word from the Lord. The Bible says out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I'm believing that. How about you? And the goodness of God in your lives will be visible to more and more people. Hallelujah. You got that? The goodness of God. The goodness of God's going to be more visible in you. That means that God's going to have to manifest his goodness in your life in a greater way. Are you enlarging yourself to receive it? Well, the key to enlarging yourself to receive it is forget the past. Let go of the past mistakes, the past life you lived, the past, you know, other negative influence that's been back there. Don't worry about it. Let it go and move on. That's the key. Because so many times the enemy comes in, well, I believe God can do that 
Yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 I just think God's, you know, I've just blown it too much. I'll never forget a gentleman I worked with when I was an associate minister. He told me, he said, I blew it. And he said, and it's irreparable. God can't fix it. And I can never receive all that God had from my life anymore. Once he took hold of that, his life began to change. I don't know if he ever came out of it or not, to be honest with you, but his life began to change. Now, we can't dwell on our past mistakes. We've all missed it. We've all fallen short. We've all made mistakes. But you know, as the scripture says in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Do you believe in the mercy of God? Do you believe in the goodness of God? Do you believe in the grace of God? It's going to take all of that for us to receive what God has for our lives. So we're expanding. The children ministry, it needs, you know, people to help. And you say, well, you know, I'm not quite available to help. If you can't help, you know, uh, maybe you can help sow a seed or financially that we can hire more help. We're believing God to increase staff this next year. In fact, we're believing God that our income is going to increase $150,000 from last year this next year. How many of you agree with us on that? Amen. Now, here's the mistake of the enemy. He comes in, he says, well, that means pastor is going to be taking more offerings. That means I'm going to have to give more. Listen, you're depending on yourself when you think that way. We want you to get an agreement and say, God's going to make it happen. Not you. Our dependency is not on you. We can't trust on man, but we can trust God. But it doesn't hurt for you to say, I'd like to be one of the candidates to help. I'd like to be able to do that. I'm going to put my faith out there to be able to do something like that or start somewhere. It doesn't hurt there. A lot of times that's what happens so many times. It's be, well, you know, pastor, you know, you only have so many people. That means, you know, if you divide this by this, everybody's going to have to get... No, 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 no. Listen, if God needs to bring a three-legged dog to this house with a bag full of money, he will meet these needs. He will bring to pass those things he has put in our hearts. So pray about, pray about your part. Children's church needs more help. They desperately need more help. This is why we canceled the last two weeks of services, just uh, the two Thursdays, excuse me, so that our staff could have some time off because they've worked so hard. So if God's putting in your heart or giving you an inkling to help in children's ministry, please let us know. Let's go to Job chapter 22. Are we doing okay this morning? Just laying a foundation for 2023. Job 22, one of Job's friends is telling him what he needs to do to get back on the right path with God. Well, his friend was wrong because Job was already on the right path with God. But what his friend said here is correct. Here in Job chapter 22, starting with verse 19, the righteousness see it and are glad. The innocent laugh at them. Surely our adversaries are cut down and the, and the fire consumes the remnant. Now acquaint yourself with him, speaking of God, and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Receive please instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty God, 
you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. And you will make your prayer to him and he will hear you. And he, and he, and he will pay your vows. Isn't that something? You make a promise and God said, I'll make sure it gets done. Now look at verse 28. This is what we want to focus on. You will also declare a thing, and it shall be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. I'm going to say it one more time so we can get this. You will also declare a thing, and it shall be established. You. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. You shall declare a thing. What do you want to see to come to pass? What is it that's in your heart that you want to see come to pass? Then begin to declare that thing. I declare this thing's going to come to pass, and it shall be established. When they cast you down, you shall say, Exaltion will come. Then he will save the humble person. He will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will deliver by the purity of your hands. This is what the Message Bible says. You will, you will take delight in God, the mighty one. This is uh, verses 26 through 30. You'll take delight in God, the mighty one, and look to him joyfully and boldly. You'll pray to him and he'll listen. He'll help you do what you've promised. He'll help you do what you've promised. He'll help you do what you promised. I'm going to stop right there and just share a testimony. We were in a meeting one time, and God used my wife for this particular ministry. He was believing to raise $10,000, and that was a lot of money, especially back then. It was during the day, and it was just a small Bible uh, fellowship group of people, not a very large crowd, and God used her. And so anyway, God spoke to our hearts to give 1000 We didn't have 1000 and he spoke to our hearts, you give a thousand. You know, it takes a lot of faith to say, I'm going to give something that you don't have. And it certainly takes a lot of faith to give an extra thousand dollars back then, especially when we didn't have it in our paycheck or we don't have a means of an extra thousand dollars to come in. And so we said, we're going to give a thousand dollars. And how long was it before someone came to us and gave us a $1,000 check. We knew exactly what it was for. Do you remember? Just a couple weeks, wasn't it? A couple weeks, somebody said, hey, I want to meet with you. And we met with them, and they wrote out a $1,000 check. Now, it wasn't for us. It was for us. But he paid our vow. Wow. How much would you vow if you knew God was going to back it? Now, it does take faith. Don't get silly with it. Don't come up to me and give me a million-dollar check and say someday I'll be in the bank, Pastor, so <laughs> hold on to it. But you know what? God will put something in your heart and say, hey, I'll take care of this if you'll trust me. He'll pay the vow. How powerful is that? 
You decide what you want, and it will happen. Your life will be bathed in light. To those who feel low, you'll say, chin up, be brave, and God will save them. Yes, even the guilty will escape. Escape through God's grace on your life. So we're believing God for this year for a major expansion to happen in everything that we do with children. It's our time to reach the children of our society. And by the way, I don't normally do this, but I feel led to do this today. But there's a righteous man who is going to run for the school board and through some type of technical challenge right now they have not allowed him to run because they're afraid of him so pray for Chuck Basie amen and begin to believe God for favor to turn that thing around because it's nothing but a setup of the enemy to stop him from serving on that board amen but God is bringing up righteous people again and if our public school, if anything needs revival, our public schools need revival. Amen. Amen. And so this is our mission for next year, is to expand in the area of children's ministry, to expand in the area of the academy. How are you going to do it? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'm just trusting God. Every day he said, I'm going to do a new thing. Shall you not know it? So I'm trusting God. I know he's doing a new thing, and I'm going to know it. I'm going to know where. I'm going to know when. I'm going to know how. I'm going to know how it's going to be provided for, because God said, I will make a way. You declare a thing, and it shall be established. So I'm going to proclaim for us this year, for you and for this house, and I'm going to begin, starting today, a 21-day fast. I'm going to ask you to join me. Does that mean that you should not eat anything for the next 21 days? No, you need to pray about what your part might be. And a lot of times I'll fast meat. That's what I normally do for 21 days. But you need to ask God, what is your part? Why is it so important? Because fasting is not a good way to lose weight. It's not a religious ritual that we should do. It's something we should take serious. And Isaiah, God spoke, and he said, look, you guys are fasting, but you're doing it for the wrong motives. This is the fast that I'm calling. And as Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, it says, is this not the fast that I've chosen? The purpose of it is to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. You know what the bonds of wickedness are? There are some people who are trapped by other people's opinions. They're trapped by it. And their opinions are wrong. And God's saying, I want those loosed. How many of you know somebody who's not really walking in the fullness of God like they could because they believed a lie that somebody else told them? That's wickedness. And God wants to break that off. And that's one of the things we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of people, just like the word that was spoken over heaven, I had no idea that it would be tied into this biblical word when I spoke it. But there are going to be a lot of people her age. And one day they're going to wake up and say, wow, 
I didn't know it was going to be like this. And then they're going to turn to God and they're going to say, wow, I never knew it could be like this. Because there's going to be a turnaround. Why? Because people in the body of Christ are fasting to break these bonds of wickedness, these oppression that people are under. If you don't think our society is under pressure, under Oppression, just talk to somebody and ask them how the economy's doing. Somebody that's not in church. How are you doing? Well, I tell you, it's one tragedy after another. It's one thing after another. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of like hee-haw. There wasn't no bad luck. There wasn't be any luck at all. If you don't know what hee-haw is, an old show <laughs> dating my age. I won't sing it. Anyway. They're oppressed by what society is saying going on. But God's doing a new thing. He's raising us up. Is this not the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh? You know, what he's really saying here is, you know, wouldn't you like to feed more people who are hungry? Wouldn't you like to do more for the poor? Wouldn't you like to help clothe people? Wouldn't you like to help people get to a place where they can live a dignified life? <laughs> he said, go ahead and begin to fast and believe me to make the provision for that to happen. One of the things that I desire to do is do more in the area of missions this next year. To do more in the area of community this year. Do more in our public, I mean, our local food bank. To be more involved in our local community to help those who are oppressed and down and out. To help get back on their feet so that they can experience the goodness of God. And it goes on to say, say this. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Does that sound like divine acceleration to you? And your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he'll say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from the midst, the pointing of the finger, and the speaking of wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness, and your darkness shall be as noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like the spring of water whose waters do not fail. I'm going to read verse 11 again because this is where we're at in our society today. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. What's the world saying? Oh, it's bad out there. The economy is bad. This is bad. That's bad. Another wave of COVID's coming. That's what the world's saying. But he's saying in the midst of drought, I'm going to satisfy your soul. I'm going to make a way for you. Isn't that what the word of the Lord's been saying to us? We need to enlarge our thinking. Verse 12, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You know, you've heard me say it, but you know, Columbia was renamed Columbia because of a move of God. It was called Smithville at one time. But it was renamed Columbia because of the Second Great Awakening. And people began to migrate here. And there was revival going on all around this place. 
In fact, our neighboring church up here, this red church up here, it was the first church built in Boone County. And the reason they built it there, because originally the county seat was going to be in this area right here. And then on the last minute, they moved it. You know what that tells me? That tells me God's got us in the right place at the right time. We're in the place he seated us to be to affect this county. But you know, it started, it was renamed as, as a result of a move of God. Stevens College, the first all-women's Christian college. Mr. Stevens was a godly man. Columbia College, in fact, the original charter still says Christian College because of a move of God. You know, we had a great move of God. It means, Columbia means the city of the dove. There's a monument across from the Columbia Library, and people joke about it, says it looks like a stainless steel bunch of french fries, but actually it's the form of a dove because the artist found out and made a monument representing Columbia to be the city of the dove. Is Columbia there today? Is it, has it become a wasteland spiritually? Has it become desolate? Guess what? God's going to raise you up to change this city. God's going to raise this house up to change this city. This is what our fasting is going to do. It says, those among you shall build the old waste places. You'll raise up the foundation of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. So as we fast, we're fasting to break the bonds of wickedness, to let the oppressed go free, people who are oppressed, people who are bound by wicked reports. We're going to fast so that we can increase and be more effective to those who are hungry, those who are poor, to bring to our house the poor. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3? Blessed are those that are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you ready to disciple somebody? Are you ready to teach them the ways of God? Are you ready to tell them about the goodness of God? To raise up the foundation of many generations. We're going to raise it up again. We're going to build and we're going to see the glory of God. To be the repairer of the breach and restorer of the streets to dwell in. The Message Bible says it like this. This is the kind of fast that I'm after. To break the chains of injustice. To get rid of exploitation in the workplace. To free the oppressed and to cancel debts. Hallelujah. What am I interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, and being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on. And your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer, and you will call out, and I'll say, here I am. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about the other people's sin. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourself to the down and out, you, your lives will begin to glow in darkness, and your shadow, uh, your shadow lives will be bathed in sunlight, and I will always show you where to go. I will give you full life in the empty places. 
firm muscles, strong bones, and you'll be like a well garden, water garden, gurgling up spring that never runs dry. They'll use the old rubble places of the past to build new ones, rebuild the foundations uh, from out of your past, and you'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, and make the community livable again. That's the word of the Lord. How many of you will join me this 2023 and say, we're going to believe God to make a greater difference than we've ever made, and I'm going to be a part of that. So be in prayer about this vision, seeing expansion in the area of children's ministry, seeing expansion in the area of the academy. Be in prayer with us, as this is our vision for 2023, to see an increase. We need to have an increase. We do need to have more paid staff to help us in this house. We're believing God for an extra $150,000 increase for this next year from what we received last year. Last year was a good year for us. We're thankful for your generosity, but we're believing God so that we can do more. Be in prayer over your vision for next week. And I have an understanding that as you sow into one man's vision, God always makes sure that your vision will always be provided for. We want to sow in your visions by laying our hands upon them, by setting ourselves in agreement, by being a part of what God has for your life. Be sure to write down your visions next week, and we want to pray over them. But be sure to write down what we're believing for. If you can do this, let me encourage you to write it down so that you can see it. We're believing for a $150,000 increase at Family Worship Center. You say, is that all for staff? Well, folks, we need a new parking lot. They are not cheap, you know, just $100,000. I know that's pocket change for some of you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that statement back. I know that's pocket change for all of you guys. Whoever will receive it. Amen? But we're going to feed more hungry people. We're going to provide for more hungry people. We're going to rebuild the old places. We're going to restore what God had originally planned for this city and this community by the grace of God. I'm expanding. I'm enlarging. I'm believing God for the bands of witnesses to be broken, the oppression to be broken, and for God's light and his glory to be revealed. Come on up here, Prophet Vicki. I just want to say, that word was given to us 30 years ago mm-hmm. by a prophet. Mm-hmm. And we have held on to that all of these years. And we believe with all our heart, this is the time. Amen. We believe that man was a very accurate, he's in heaven now, but he was a very accurate man of God. And when he gave that to us, we've tried out, you know, back then we were trying to figure out, how does that happen? Well, we don't know how it happens, but we know it's time for that word. Amen. And we're believing with all our heart, like he said. We are stretching forth the curtains of our, our tents, our habitation. We are stretching our thinking. Amen. We're believing God beyond anything normal because God said first of this, that 2023 was his year, Amen. which means he's going to do something. So supernatural and so spectacular, it's going to change. And if we're going to see, you know, the young people come in and we're going to see those things, then that means we all just get in there and we get behind it in our faith 
We get behind it with, you know, our finances. We get behind it, you know, with speaking and declaring the word of God and not backing off. For I believe we're going to see a great and mighty change. And we know we have to. There has to be a major move of God. If anything's going to change, it's going to come through a major move of God. And it's got to begin with the church and our hearts changing. And going, whatever God, we're going for it. Amen? You know, I just heard this in my spirit. There are some people you've invited to church, you know, and you just, well, I'm not going to invite them anymore. They know how I feel. And I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, don't quit. Maybe one more time. You know, don't quit. Don't give up on inviting people and running into them and letting them know. There's so many things people get involved in. Small groups, men's breakfast, women's Bible study. I mean, there's just a whole host that people can get involved in. So don't quit inviting people. Just keep inviting people and let them know that you're interested in their well-being. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.